I mean, if this is one of those things that kind of, you know, gets Kanye on that bad path towards uh, where he was at previously, and he starts making better music. <laughs> but if this is what it takes for him to make great music again, then you know what? Hey, I hope you make it through this, bro. I hope you make it through. Yo, what's good, your boy? Sopri706. Welcome to KTSC Ave. We're double gated communities talking life, culture, music, racism, sports, amongst other things. But as always, thanks for support for the new listeners and the longtime listeners, supporters. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Let's get it. We have our uh, usual host, uh, AC3 Savage, and uh, bitter Marcus Sniffles after the Colts lost a uh, seemingly close playoff game to uh, the Buffalo Bills and the new white hope in the NFL at quarterback, uh, Josh Allen. Right, can we get some uh, some hot takes from this uh, L that your, your squad just took? Yeah, that one's still, it's still piping hot, but it it it, suck, it sucks to root for a team that doesn't have a quarterback. And it's crazy because we had the best offensive performance we had all year. We put up the most yards that we put up all year on offense. Imagine if we had a quarterback that could stretch the ball down the field. Imagine if we had a quarterback that could move in the pocket, that could maybe scramble for like five or 10 yards, anything. Just imagine. So, like I said, the, the Colts, the Saints, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all a quarterback away from being really great teams. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, AC's team looks like they're going to get a quarterback that Marcus is looking for as they hold the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. And they're probably going to take Trevor Lawrence. So I'm sure that is uh, exciting for him in the city of Jacksonville. I want this Urban Meyer deal to be done. Oh, yeah, I saw um, that. That's, that's You know, one. and if we can get – well, it, it ain't no if we can get. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and, I mean, that's cool, you know. It's exciting times to be a Duvalian. Duvillian. Duvillian. That's, that's what's up. So we want to start off with, again, this has been a – a wild start to 2021. Like it almost feels like 2020 didn't end. Um, I saw a lot of memes during uh, New Year's talking about uh, they're going to say like 2020 was just like the deluxe version or the remastered version like 2021 and 2020. So uh, it definitely started with a bang. But first, I, I want to uh, just kind of point out that there was some uh, very not surprising news. Uh, Rustin Shesky was not charged with shooting Jacob Blake, uh, was it, eight times in the back uh, because he feared for his life. And that quickly got overshadowed by the uh, Caucasian calamity that happened at the Capitol this week. And there, there's no way that you don't know about this situation. Like, this is, this is going to be in your children's history books in about, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Like, right after 2020, the 2021 chapter starts out just as exciting and absurd. So I, I guess I know uh, Mr. Savage dropped a little knowledge on the podcast about that. That'll be dropped as well. But just what were your like, what were your initial reactions watching like the shit show that, that the United States right now? It's Miracle <laughs> with Mania, brother. That is my <laughs> initial thoughts. Um when I seen it and I seen oh, the brother, what what's his name? Hold on, I'm gonna grab his name really quick because I want uh Jacob Chansley. And I immediately thought this is definitely gonna be if, if COVID ends and we're free to roam the world again, that's gonna be my Halloween costume headed to Halloween horror nights. Um, 
I, I don't know what he was thinking. And if you guys don't know who that was, that was the guy that was like David, David Crockett 2.0 with the sheepskin pants and the freaking horns on his head with the American flag face. Um, it was wild. It, it was crazy. It was pandemonium. I watched the video of Ashley Babbitt getting murdered at least 10 times in a row. Well, let's, let's, let's take a pause. The domestic terrorist, Ashley Babbitt, yes. uh, not, not complying with law enforcement and committing illegal acts who was killed. And, you know, we shouldn't even start with her. Let's start with Officer Brian Sicknick uh, from South River, New Jersey, who uh, unfortunately passed away in the insurrection. The new branding for this is the insurrection. Like insurrection is like the buzzword around this. But well, let's talk about him. RIP to him because he was doing his job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's interesting that after this happened, uh, unlike other incidences, uh, that Blue Lives Matter was not trending anywhere. I was very, very surprised when... Uh, there's mayonnaise madness, and the, the mayonnaise is, uh, you know, killing police officers. Seems that uh, nobody cares about that. So RIP to him, uh, and, and we'll go to Ashley. Uh, now, wait a minute. Was that the brother that who was he was beaten to death with the fire extinguisher, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. He was beaten to death with what? the fire extinguisher. Yes. Yeah, what? they beat him to death with a fire extinguisher, a police officer. Oh, what? what did, oh, wow. I didn't hear that part. I didn't know that yes. happened. Yes, yeah. This is this is how is anybody talking about that? I hey man, blue lives matter, man. I, I haven't seen the trend in and I ain't seen nothing. That's great with a fire extinguisher, Jesus cracked his skull open. So, yeah, man, damn. And, and it's uh, yeah, so he is uh, he was in the New Jersey National Guard, he is also in the Air Force, like uh, that domestic terrorist Ashley Babbitt. And he was also security forces like the domestic terrorist Ashley Babbitt. So it's uh, it's interesting the through line, the parallels that these two individuals, uh, you know, came to clash together and had essentially the same fate because people don't know how to act. But yeah, it's uh, it's a very disturbing event. I guess the easy take and the obvious take that everybody has, everybody looks like me and you was like, yo. You've seen peaceful protests on the the you know stairs of the Capitol, and it looks like a GI Joe Michael Bay movie. Like there's cops there, National Guards there. They got the riot gear, they got the tear gas ready, they got the rubber bullets on deck. Like they've been training for this their whole lives. But when you you know put the two situations next to each other, it's almost like you know uh, you know it's field trip time. That's what it looked like. It looked like a giant field trip for these people. And it didn't make any sense that a building that houses some of the most important people for the democracy of this country had no answer for these, you know, mayonnaise marauders. I, I don't know what the difference is. They had the same Internet, right, to see people tweeting about this. You know, they had the same news outlets that are saying, like, hey, these people are out of control. They saw they 45... They saw 45. Yeah, yeah, they saw 45 call them to action. They saw the people leaving before he finished his speech to head in that direction. But for some reason, like nobody can make a call to any type of law enforcement agencies, any federal government, none of that stuff. And because of that, you know, a, a, a police officer lost his life because they failed to prepare. And, and that's just like the least of what could happen. 
And, and that's kind of the sad part because again, if you haven't seen the videos or pictures, like go on YouTube, go on Twitter, go on any of your social media feeds, like they had people that had guns in their car. They had people that were making threats saying like, Hey, we need to hang Mike Pence. There was also a, like a, a mini like noose gallows outside. They, they, I don't know where they got that wood from, but they, they hung up a noose. Um, they said they wanted to kill Nancy Pelosi. They said these, these people's heads should be on pikes. Like fucking Rudy, Rudy Giuliani said that the election should be handled by trial by combat. So my people that watch Game of Thrones, you know what that means. And for him to say that is like out of control. Like this is the, the world that we live in. Like, so Marcus is like the only person that hasn't watched Game of Thrones, right? So a trial by combat. Let's say me and Marcus got beef. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? You know what? Let's handle this by trial by combat. So at that point, we can choose somebody to be our champion. Um, so I'd be like, yo, I want Aaron Donald to be my champion. And then Marcus would pick whoever he wants. And then those two would fight and handle our issue. And what are the results of that issue is done depending on who wins that fight. Shout out to uh, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. He uh, was, well, he was in a trial by combat that didn't really go his way in Game of Thrones. So, spoiler alert. So, but like yeah, man, better, like, honestly. It's a clown show. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid, the Watch YouTuber in, in the chat. Uh, yeah, man. Like, it is interesting as well that the day that the uh, the first time we had a, a black senator elected, shout out to Georgia for turning blue. Shout out to Augusta for holding it down. They turned blue, Fishman County, um, and helping push that through. The day that happens or the day after that happens, you got people with nooses and Confederate flags at the Capitol building. Like, just think about for this. Think about that for a second. That's not like coincidental. Like, it, it's, it makes too much sense. Like, I don't know why these people are so resistant to the apparent change that's happening in this country, like to the Confederate flag, you lost the war. Like, let it go. That shit doesn't. That shit doesn't. Let it go. You know what I'm saying? That shit does not make sense to me. What is up with the Confederate flag? Why are we still waving that around like they didn't lose that battle? Like, let the shit go, man. That's a loser flag. You want to carry it around like the the 19 and one Patriots? Uh, Super Bowl runner-up T-shirts that have, that have been shipped to Uganda. You want to wear that around? Like, no. Get like, stop it. Let that flag die, man. It's embarrassing. America's embarrassing. America stinks right now. Stinks. Yeah, it's had a it's had a stench for quite a while, but the it's gotten much more riper since 2016. So it's, uh, I mean. I guess they've been branded now. I was listening to the, the Joe Budden podcast. I, I guess we have to brand it now as the evil whites because it's not all white people. We're not gonna we're not gonna overqualify or over whatever. But there there are some cool, there's some good white people. But these are the evil whites. And the crazy thing is like the demographic of those people, they were saying they're like older white people, like people that just sit in front of their computers all day. And that's very scary that you can mobilize them. If you can mobilize like not really able-bodied people to, to climb the side of walls when you could have took the stairs and leave their house and put in like cosplay call of duty shit to go have a vacation at the capitol like imagine how dangerous that could be if you could actually mobilize people that are really about that life like there were some people about that life like they said one of the dudes cars had like weapons and molotov cocktails like ready to go 
So all it takes is one of these fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puff people to go in there with a bomb strapped to the chest. And now we're looking like Baghdad or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's unbelievable, but it's so, wildly entertaining at the same time. I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Um, first, I like Marcus. When I seen the the guy that was carrying the Confederate flag walking through the Capitol, like it, the symbolism behind that really touched a nerve with me because, you know, this was a war that we fought to prevent this. 150 years ago and these people are still carrying this flag around like they didn't lose the war and to bring it to our capital and we're supposed to be the united states because we're united and they they still like they they did that for a photo op definitely like hey we're we're never gonna die we're never gonna change this is what we do the other point that i wanted to make was i understand the this Proud boys, they're not, you know, trained as far as from a military perspective. But I did do some research on them a few years ago, and they do say that they come out and they're they're based primarily in California, which is where Ashley Babbitt it came from, San Diego. But they actually meet up twice a weekend every month and train for these types of situations. I like they've been preparing for this, so. It's not like you're running the mill, Joe, like myself. I'm going to put down my Krispy Kreme donuts and all of a sudden scale a 15, 20 fit, foot wall or whatever. These people, they do do some sort of training. It's not as intense as your police task force, your, your military and things like that. But they've been prepared for this stuff. They They do drills. They shoot. They do all this stuff all the time. So they definitely knew what was going on. And like I said, I've heard about this group a few years ago uh, doing some of these practices, but it was definitely a situation. It was funny in an, in, to an extent, but it's also kind of scary because you see, hey, if these guys are able to then get the 20 to 25 demographic, the demographic that are more in shape and to kind of brainwash them to do this, or even if it was more like you guys were able to storm the Capitol with little to no resistance. I mean, there's viral pictures of a black police officer running for his life, doing mate. Well, I'm sorry, he's not a police officer; he's a security guard. Uh, picking up batons, waving them, running upstairs, shooting people with mace, just madness. Like, like he's in the Matrix or something. He's probably scared for his life because he's black. It's a mob of white people. Um, yeah. It was just, it was a, it was a lot going on there. And then to me, one of the other things that'll last forever is. When you get down to the chambers and you see, I don't know who these people are. They might they might be the Secret Service, CIA, but the men in suits, the men in black had the extended clips and they were pointing them out the windows. And it, it, it was crazy when you really sit back and think of it, just how vulnerable we are. Like, I know we've seen a meme go around with uh, Osama bin Laden where it was saying, hey, this was really all I have to do. And it kind of makes you think, like, if somebody really wanted to storm our country, that's all they would have to do is put some gates up, climb a wall, and they could just do whatever they want for five hours. Like, it took five hours for the National Guard to come 15 minutes down the road because they're in D.C. Uh, those are just some of my points. So part of that is is it's a little bit more complex, I guess. Because the National Guard, and I might be getting this wrong, correct me in the comments or 
whatever. But they have to have authorization from the president to actually go out there and do the thing. So they can't just act on their own authority. Like they have to get authorization to go out there. So that's not necessarily all on them. But the thing is, is looking at these situations compared to like Black Lives Matter protests when people are getting killed by the police for no reason or shot by the police for no reason. Like those people are already ready to go. Like before shit even pops off. You know what I'm saying? Like before they made the Jacob Blake announcement, they'd had the National Guard ready to go, already prepared. And again, those protests don't end up like this. Like there's no, there's no like, and I might be wrong, definitely fact check me, but where's the body count for the quote unquote radical left? Like, where is it at? Because until the police start agitating people, yes, at some, at some point, some buildings may get burned down, some stuff may get broken. But until the police start agitating people, there truly is really no violence. Like you can't be violent against a building, right? You can't be violent against somebody's car, right? You can only be violent against human beings, which is what happened today or the other day at the Capitol. People died. There's another video. I heard an audio clip of it. And some dude was like getting crushed, like crushed. And you could hear him like calling for help. It was it was disgusting to listen to. And then like another MAGA person got trampled by her own people during this. So, again, what? That's my one of my questions of the week. Where, what is the body count for the quote unquote left wing extremists? Because every time these things happen, you can go back to Charlottesville. A lady was hit by a car. You know what I'm saying? Bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense. But the way that this is branded and spoon fed to people that have the little ability to critically think, they believe whatever they want. It's even gotten to the point where like a day after the domestic terrorist Ashley Babbitt was killed, they're already turned on her saying that she was a Antifa actor pretending to be a 45 supporter and that 45 supporters really weren't out there doing that stuff. And people were like, they believe it. And matter of fact, this is coming from Parler, FYI. (laughs) (laughs) Domestic terrorist uh, breeding ground. But shout out to the, uh, the the companies for trying to get them out the paint. Like Apple has said, hey, if you guys don't get any standards or guidelines in the next 24 hours, they're getting taken off. So because that's where all the uh, patriots and people that want free speech went at their uh, Twitter, started giving them out the paint for being wild, domestic terrorist and racist and violent and all that stuff. So shout out to them, even though it's like uh, 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, you know, taking care of that getting your man's 45 permanently banned from Twitter. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hilarious. It's hilariously sad, to be honest. But yeah, it's uh, it's I, I don't I don't know what to say. Like, I, I want I want to know you guys thoughts, man. Like, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense how seemingly easy it was to, to pull to pull that off. But some people say it was an inside job. There's videos of some of the law enforcement people there taking selfies with these domestic terrorists. There's videos of people opening the door for these domestic terrorists to come inside. And to Mr. Savage's point, I, I do wonder why more people weren't shot. But then to his point about the African-American, the black dude with the mates and stuff like that, like, yo, at that point, you're in fight or flight. Like, let's say you started punching one of those guys. Cool. You might knock a couple teeth out, but then you're going to get mobbed by the rest of those folks. So at that point, you're like, shit. Like, yeah, you could empty a clip on like 10 people. But then what about the other 50 once your clip is done? 
know what I'm saying? They clearly didn't really try to help uh, the domestic terrorist Ashley Babbitt when she got shot. They were just kind of like, oh, shit. They kept doing their thing, just kind of like, yo, we we move. This, this is our time to shine. So I, I kind of get why more more lives weren't lost at that end. Because again, if you only have a clip or two, you can only do so much. You might scare some people, but like, am I really going to risk this clip uh, on some people and then they could trample me or beat me to death with the fire extinguisher? Probably not. That's just me personally, but it's, it's a tough situation. Uh, KJ said that was going to be my other point. I think the reason it was so easy for these people to storm the Capitol is so many folks that's supposed to secure it have same political politics as white supremacists, which is probably true. Like when you see your own, you don't see it as a threat, right? Like these these white supremacists and these mayonnaise madness people, when they see, you know, Johnny with the beard or Johnny with the, the horns on, it's like, hey, that's uh that's like my cousin when we get drunk, you know what I'm saying? He gets a little rowdy, but you know, he's still a good guy. Meanwhile, there's a cop getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Three. If it was us three storming the Capitol, they would have shot our black asses <laughs> off the gates. Like it, we wouldn't even be able to make it up the gates. And you know what? That one video, that one video. <laughs> yo, man, look. Oh my if, god! If you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a proud boy out here trading, doing parkour at the Capitol, at least have the strength to get up the wall completely. Because whoever that person that fell off the, the wall and then like hit the gate, they're probably dead. Like you look painful as hell. If you haven't seen this, I'm on my Twitter page at South Free 706. But yeah, it's just I don't yeah, it's uh man. Man. But I mean they're they're getting these people out the paint. Like a lot of these people are getting arrested because they, they pretty much told on themselves. There was a gentleman that went there without a mask and then had his work badge on with his name and face on it. So uh, like I've said this before. I kind of wish that there was some sort of like test that you had to take to vote uh, because like you have people like this that are dumb enough to commit a federal crime. A, without a mask, which, again, in this covid area, covid era, I'm sorry, this is a perfect time to cover your face. Not only did he not have a mask on, he had his work badge on with his name and his ID and his company on it. Like, what's wrong with these people? Like, what is going through your head? And, and with that, even the dumb people, there's a, apparently educated and smart people because the range you have, you had you had like politicians there. You had mm-hmm. prior service military people, Air Force veterans. You had a retired Lieutenant Colonel Larry Randall Brock Jr., who was the gentleman with uh, zip tie handcuffs and tactical gear. You know what I'm saying? You got cops there. You had somebody, you had a, a politician, Mr. Own Squaring In, to go to this riot. You have politicians live streaming themselves from these rights. And then the next day they're backpedaling like, oh, you know, we don't need to have any violence. We need to we need to unite as a country. But sure, you're out there fomenting, you know, hate and pushing this these conspiracies that the election was rigged and that the vote was stolen. So and anyways, this this whole thing, the cap was ceremonial anyways, like the Electoral College votes that already be counted, like nothing they did there was going to change anything except a lot of their uh, employment statuses. So shout out to shout out to white people for just uh, wilding out in public, just wilding out in public and getting arrested. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I wish they need to do like a docu-series in like 10 years and like these people, like, can we cut open their, their heads once they die, like CTE people and like see how their brain works? Because I, I need to know. 
I need to know. I don't I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody let me know. John Lovable, if you're out there, please come. John Lovable was probably yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, he was probably he was definitely out there. He probably he was out there charged. with his mask on. The man was on the on the vanguard. <laughs> Talk about we're here to save America. Like, get out of here, dog. Like you sound like a fool clown. But yeah. Shout out to all the companies and politicians and white people starting to distance themselves from Trump now. When he's oh, two yeah, weeks yeah. away from getting out of the office, like now, now you disavow him. Now you don't want to be seen with him. Now you want to get him off of every social media platform, including Amazon.com. Like it's too late for that. Now you've been profiting off of this dude's madness for four for longer than four years. He's been talking crazy on the internet, and people let that shit go. And now, like, why are we taking down all these people's YouTube pages and Twitter accounts? Like, I get it. But why now? Why not a month ago? Why not a year ago? Why not when he was on Twitter talking about Obama is not American? Things of that nature. Why are you waiting so long? Makes no sense. And it's like, I remember I remember when I was younger and the internet was first coming around. Like it was a little bit more, a little bit bigger. And older people, like my parents' age, my grandparents' age, would be like, hey, don't believe everything you see on the internet. It'll get you in trouble. It'll do whatever. Like, just don't believe everything you say. And the ironic part about that is people my age, millennials now, are more discerning about what we see and read on the internet as opposed to our parents and grandparents who are falling for everything that they see on the internet and taking it as gospel. They see something on the internet about Hillary Clinton having like child sex slaves in a pizza parlor and a guy goes up and shoots the place up. You know, people are joining the Proud Boys and they believe everything they read on Parlor and all these things. They just believe everything they see on the internet now. Conspiracy older people that are supposed to be leaders and like role models and are just like they're falling for you know Nigerian scam artists. It's ridiculous. Well I also said that a 45 misses calling is televangelist because he can definitely get people to move like he can get people to give money. He can get people to do whatever he wants to, man. Like, he really – he could have been a legal scammer. Like, he could have been up there with a the Joel Osteen. People ride for this dude. Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone have, like, an audience like this as far as, like, a, a, as a politician. Like, he's not, not the first – Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how he's many times the, this guy – uh, how many times this guy filed for bankruptcy – he scammed oh people with the Trump University deal. Like he he knows what he's doing. He's a professional scammer. I mean, how many? He's not the first Republican to lose. He's not the first Republican to lose presidency, and people are like losing their shit about it. Like people will not. I'm waiting on people to start lowering the Trump flags. Like take that Trump flag down, bro. Go outside, stand at attention, salute that shit, but bring that shit down. But I've never seen that for any president before, where they're like repping the name. Like they don't care about his stances like where he stands politically it's like they just like the guy and i i thought that he was going to like if that man gets his own tv show or his own you know network that thing will do crazy numbers because people crazy white crazy people worship that man and why i don't know it's back well and, and again <laughs> to to our caucasian listeners you know, you know, what like, it, you know what it is. You know, hey, a hit dog hollers. If this is not resonating with you, then you're just like, yeah, man, I, I get it. I agree. But like, again, he he's not the first Republican candidate or president to lose, but he is the first Republican president to be impeached. 
Um, possibly twice. Possibly twice. Lose a popular vote uh, twice. There's something else that he is like the only president that has done like. He, he definitely like, has the lowest approval rating in history. At one yeah, point. yeah, that too. So, but uh, another one of my questions of the week is, do we think 45 goes to jail after this? And I, what I will say is I'm skeptical because usually rich, old, powerful white people do not go to prison for stuff like that because it'd be an unprecedented move by the, I guess, the federal government. But we also have never seen the capital in the United States stormed by its own citizens. So I, I think it would be one of those times we need to continue the history making of 2020 and now 2021 of doing something that has never been done to send a message to these people like, yo, this ain't it. This can't be it. This never can be it. We cannot have this happen again. This is unacceptable behavior. You can't attack democracy just because you don't like the results. Like you can't say elections are rigged, but then turn around and campaign for people to vote for the Senate race in Georgia. Like you, you can't have both. Same with the election, with the with the counting of the electoral college votes. You can't say, "Hey, keep counting the votes here, but then stop the count here." Like you, you can't. Like it doesn't. It's not logical. It doesn't make any sense. And to me, in order to end this era of nonsense, or at least quell it a little bit, he has to go to jail. He cannot be out here just allowed to live a normal life. Like, I don't know where he's going to, like, get his his takes off because he has been banned from Facebook, Shopify, Twitter, Reddit. He's been banned from the entire Google. I don't know how that's, that's possible. That's insane. Like, why does he even have a phone now? Like Twitch, Spotify. He's, Twitch? He doesn't make music. He doesn't make music and he's banned from Spotify. Damn. He can't even get his playlist out there. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest. So, yeah. <laughs> So I, well, and that might be good because, like, maybe you can't arrest him. But like, even if he does get off, like, what network is? Well, never mind. There's plenty of those far right extreme networks. But he's got to go to jail. This this has to stop. This cannot be allowed to continue any longer. For the sake of the sanctity of this country, man. Like, we're already a joke in a lot of things. But at least, at least we weren't the country where their own people were rebelling against the government. At least we had that going for us. Ninety one, and this this could be just the start of it. I think the 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 worst part is like Donald Trump is an idiot, right? Like he's he there's no like skill behind what he does. There's no like tactic. There's no he's not clever. There's somebody that's probably in their thirties or forties that is watching what he's doing and is seeing the way he was able to mobilize these people. And someone's going to be able to take the good things that Trump did or quote unquote good things that he was able to do as far as mobilizing people. And they're going to take that and they're going to do that better. You know what I'm saying? Like we got we got Trump and we did we dealt with four years. We're probably going to deal with the repercussions of what he did in these four years for the next 10 years. But there's someone who sees this and is going to do what he did better quote unquote, like he's going to be or he or she is going to be 10 times worse than that because they have the blueprint now. They're not going to do some of the dumb things that Trump did. They're going to be better at being a terrible person. And that's probably the worst part. But uh, all these people like all these people getting uh, arrested. That don't, that's not doing it for me. 
because if they get out in a couple months, a couple weeks, and they're paying fines, that's not good enough. These guys, these people committed federal crimes. I want these people doing federal time. Like I'm trying to hear, oh, this dude got ten years. The guy with the 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 stand, that dude got ten years. The guy that took Pelosi's laptop, oh, we doing five years. People that were trespassing, oh, they got three or four years. Like, nah, I, I don't want to hear about no out on good behavior, uh, parole, house arrest, federal crimes, federal time. Because I know niggas have like 20 grand, twenty grams of weed in their car and they're doing 10 years. So you out here storming the Capitol building, put them niggas in jail too. Give them, give them 15. So real quick, I saw this photo across the timeline, but there's a guy, uh, Joshua Williams, uh, he was at the Ferguson protest, and <clears throat> the only things that he did was in December 14th, according to Vice.com, he set fire to a garbage can outside, right? Outside the quick check. The fire was put out before there's any damage done. How many years did he get? Take a guess. I'm surprised he got years. I was going to say a couple months. Two years? Eight years. Eight years. God damn. Yes. So, again, just like how we're looking at the situation of how the legal system has acted, or at least the, I guess, the policing of this incident compared to the policing when it involves black and brown people, we're going to keep a close eye on these sentences to come down. Because, again, this isn't this isn't play play. Like this is this is real deal has real real life ramifications on the integrity of our country. So again, none of these people should be walking away with, with slapped on the wrist. If a guy was sent to jail for eight years for setting a trash can on fire, essentially. So let, let, let's see uh, let's let's see how this goes. Well, this will definitely be an ongoing story, but definitely let us know what you think. Uh, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on Twitter. Um, I guess to wrap it up, I had two things. One thing that wasn't really talked about along with the fucking anarchy that was going on, is that was definitely a super spreader event. Like, I feel bad for all the law enforcement people that had to be stuck in there, those nasty people not wearing masks and breathing, because you know they already don't believe in COVID. And they probably don't shower much. They look pretty dirty. And then they're touching everything, all that jazz. Shout out to the cleaning crew and the people that had to go in there and take care of that. I heard people were smearing feces in there. That's how nasty these people are. Yeah, I saw that too. Somebody said on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I was like, that's sick. That's (laughs) sick. That is sick. We need, you know what? We need to, part of the money from defunding the police, we need to bring back mental institutions. Because that's, that's, that that doesn't, no, somebody with a good brain doesn't do something like that. Like, how you doodle on yourself, (laughs) stick your hands in your pants, and be like, you know what? I'm going to smear my own feces on somebody's personal property. Like, ugh, that's gross. That's that's insanity. But That's why I have to piggyback on what Marcus said. If you're going to do this capital crime, you need to serve that capital time. And the reason why I say that is because you do have a precedence now and other people can think, hey, I could do the same thing. If you start busting these people down with 10 to 20 years, People be like, well, you know what? Let's not do that because so and so got clapped up for a long time. But feces is nasty. Yeah, that was kind of the idea about giving uh, that yeah, young man, Mr. Williams, eight years at Ferguson to try to scare people from doing that stuff again. So again, keep that same energy. Lock these people up. Put these people in real jail. 
But my 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 closing thought is is that I, I'm curious what it smelled like in there because it, it had to be <laughs> it had to be hella busty, like all the the stereotypes of uh, like dirty white people <laughs> times ten, like wet dog mayonnaise, like smearing boo boo everywhere. Like it had to be foul in there. So again, shout out to the cleaner people out there. Uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll pivot to a uh, less disgusting uh, topic. Uh, so you guys keep up with sports, uh, especially you Alabama fans roll tide. A wide receiver won the Heisman for the first time since 1991. And full disclosure, I have been so disconnected from sports. I did not know this person existed until he won the Heisman. Apparently he's really good. Apparently he got his job because another starting receiver got hurt. And then he comes in and wins the Heisman. So that's kind of a testament to how good the talent pool at the University of Alabama is. But again, like, I don't know if they're going to try to put an asterisk on it because of COVID and whatnot, because it was such a short season. But I'm curious to see what he does in the next level. Uh, people have compared him to a re- receiver that might have played for a team in Indianapolis. Uh, those are kind of the comparisons he's getting. Um, maybe. I don't know if that guy is a real person. I just know that he has hands as quick as a ninja. Um, he played with Peyton Manning. You can YouTube it if you want to. I don't recommend it. I would just ask somebody about this receiver, but they're saying that he's pretty much a carbon copy of that guy. said bigger, faster, and stronger. So uh, any of you guys thoughts on the Heisman? Because it's pretty much a quarterback award. Like, you can literally just be like, hey, I don't care if this defensive end had 30 sacks. Some quarterback is going to win the Heisman. So just kind of y'all's thoughts on that. So if I could, I'd like to take the first stab at this. Um, stab away. So Jalen Waddle is the receiver that did get hurt. Um, and for all this year, Jalen Waddle, and even up until maybe two or three weeks ago, is rated as a better receiver. So is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase actually put up better stats last year. That's the uh, LSU uh, receiver that decided to sit out the entire year. He pretty much did 84 receptions, 1,800 yards, 20 touchdowns as well. The thing that's so crazy is when you think about it, I mean, it's been so many. And, and of course, that year was a completely different year. I mean, you had Joe Burrow just slicing and dicing up everybody to the tune of 60 touchdowns, undefeated record, everything like that. But it's crazy. I went back and I looked at the last receiver that has won the Heisman Trophy, which is, of course, you watch college game day, it's Desmond Howard. He didn't even break a thousand yards. <laughs> well, but I mean, he was more like a, a gadget guy. Like he returned punts and all kinds of shit like that. Too. Yeah, he, he had he had almost twenty four hundred all purpose yards. Um, he did have twenty one total touchdowns, but his stats were sixty two catches, nine hundred eighty five yards, nineteen touchdowns receiving, and he did the Heisman pose. So I mean, that just really tells you how we're really in different eras. And of course, even as dynamic as he was he didn't really make that big of an impact in the NFL. I mean, they're definitely better returners than he was. And there were way better receivers. Like he was definitely underutilized as a gadget player. Maybe you could even say that he's ahead of his time, but back to Devonte Smith. Um, the guy had an excellent year. I mean, with all that kind of went on with COVID, he's been consistent. Even last year, he was going to automatically be a first round pick with Jerry Judy being there and with Henry Ruggs III being there, like he was still considered that dude. I never really paid attention to him because when you have a receiver of that body type, 
I don't believe those guys should be top 15. I just hate to say that, but he's going to be a four or five guy. He's six one one seventy five. I mean, like, he, gets, he, he gets busy. Okay, so last year he had six hit receptions, uh, 1,256 uh, 12, or 1,256 yards. He what a 300-yard game, but go ahead. His average was 18.5 yards per reception, 14 touchdowns, and along 85. This year, he had 105 receptions, uh, 1,641 yards, 15.6, average 20 touchdowns with a long of 66. So, I mean, whatever he's doing, he's doing it consistently yeah. and efficiently. So, But I, mean, I always like to say if I'm going to get a, a guy early, because now they're saying definitely top seven pick. If I'm going top seven receiver, nah. I want the Julios. I want the Calvin yeah. Johnson. I don't want a 6'1", 175 guy. And Marvin Harrison had a hell of a whoa, career. Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, 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 excuse me? Who did you say? Marvin Harrison. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I didn't hear that. What? Okay, let's we can move on from to the next. next I don't like Marvin 40, Harrison. 40, 40, 40, 40. Anybody hear anything? I didn't hear okay, anything. Okay, well, whatever the case may be, he's a smaller guy. You know, he, he ran really good routes, really sure-handed. But in my top 10 receivers of all time, I mean, he'd be somewhere in there. But, like, from a talent perspective, like, I, I'd rather have the guys that are bigger, stronger, faster. But it's definitely a good look that we got a guy that wasn't the traditional quarterback that was able to win. Like we talked about pre-podcast, I mean, Trevor Lawrence missed two games with COVID. Uh, Kyle Trask. Lost three or four games, really skittish at times. Mac Jones, I, I just don't know, but they're on the same team. He didn't really deserve it. I mean, you know, it kind of is what it is, but I definitely, you know, he, he deserved it. He had a really good year. It's glad that they finally broke out of the norm. And maybe they can start doing that a little bit more often in, in the NFL because every year it's players that are super dynamic that don't even get the nod because of the position. Like, it's other ways that you can affect the game. If you watch the Crimson Tide, Devontae Smith is dominant. Like, he's going to get open. He's going to beat you. He'll beat you deep. He'll beat you all over the field. So that's my point. I mean, we'll see. Like, I, I agree with uh, Mr. Savage. If I'm drafting a receiver, again, I want the, you know, generational talent that high. Like, I feel like he'll be a good value to a team in the later rounds. Because, again, you're not going to draft a receiver in the top 10 expecting him to change your franchise unless – Yes, sir. Well, okay, well, I would do that depending on, like, what the pick, pick the Bengals have, right? Just to get, I think they actually mocked him to the Bengals just to give uh, your Number boy, three? Number three. Oh, shit. Maybe not. But that I would do that in, in that case to get my young star quarterback, my future, my franchise, a guy he can build that continuity with for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Get him a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Just so at least at the end of the day, you can have that connection early. So I would do that, but because they got a long way to go with that team as well. So right now they got him going to Detroit at number nine, or excuse me, number seven. Second wide receiver to go behind Jamar Chase. Yikes. So good luck with that. Okay, so I just have a quick question for you, uh, Mr. Breeze. So if you're if it was your team and we know what you guys gave up multiple ones for, you know, uh, Julio, this guy has way better stats than Julio. Would it be weird for another team to give up to move up for him like multiple yeah, firsts? It'd be, it'd be terrible because he's not Julio. Yeah. 
I mean, Julio ran like a 4-3 the combine with a broke foot. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, they don't make a lot of those. They only make a couple of those. So that's that's where I go with that. But <clears throat> I guess real quick, real quick, I don't want to turn this in last week's episode. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check that out, especially if you're a Falcons fan. But uh, the Falcoholic who uh, shot to the homie, damn, I forgot his name, Eric, he he writes for them. They put out a, a story uh, saying that Eric Bieniemy had a bad interview with the Falcons, and then they came back and rebutted that, saying like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we got more intel saying that he actually did interview pretty good, whatever." And my question is like, who does that benefit? Like, why why do you need to be the first to put that information out? Especially if you're going to turn around and come back and say like, "Oh, look, this wasn't necessarily true. We actually got other reports. He did pretty well in his interview." Like, why 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 do you do that? Well, we I'm know which saying, one. Is, we know which I'm, one is going to stick around longer, though. The first story is going to be the one that sticks with them, even if it's not true. Yeah, yeah, and I know it might not have been malicious. Some people say it's borderline racist, because again, we don't have that many black head coaches, and when you do get them, they get fired immediately or almost immediately. But <clears throat> even even if it's for not for the Falcons, like that's still putting out that he's not interviewing well, and other teams could take that into consideration and not give him a shot. So let me let me read real quick what they say. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. The one that they corrected is saying that a very different report on Chief Offense Court Airbnb enemy is interviewed with the Falcons that surface. Uh, this time from the NFL Network reporter Steve White. This report directly contradicts comments from the Houston Chronicle reporting Aaron Wilson, who said Airbnb did not crush the interview with Atlanta. Similar comments about Robert Salah's interview in Detroit are also being refuted. So he's been one of the top candidates. We've been Falcons fans have been calling for him for at least two years. But they come out and put that out there, and I get it. They fixed it. But that's just a bad look. Like, why rush do that? And I kind of know why they did it. And I'm not going to lie, that's kind of a, a, a BSO move to go out and put out a story that hasn't been fully fleshed out with the facts. Because, again, like Marcus said, once the story is out, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, it's out there. You've already got your clicks. Well, that's, 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 that's for black, black people. Like, once that first negative thing is out there, it, that's who you are. True or not. And honestly, it was weird when I saw that. I was like, I've never seen that said about a, a coach. Like, I've never heard anybody say, yeah, man, he didn't do too good in his interview process. Like, I'm not saying no one has ever done bad about it, done bad interviewing, but I've just never heard that reported. Like, okay, this guy had a poor interview. I've never heard that. But with this guy, it something something is weird is going on with him, man. Because so what's going on with the Texans? The Sean Watson wanted the Texans to interview Eric Bieniemy for the head coaching job. The Texans did interview him. I don't know why. My, I don't have an issue with, you know, if you're the GM or whoever, and you're just like, okay, Deshaun Watson, you're the quarterback. We don't care about your opinion. Whatever. We're not interviewing him. My thing is, is Eric Bieniemy is the hottest coaching candidate of this offseason. He is the number one prospect for every team, for every available coaching every coaching job why is why are people not interviewing him he should be interviewing for every job he should be the first coach hired unless he turns down a job then they can hire someone else but why is it that he's people are turning down interviews turning down interviewing him that doesn't happen when you're the top candidate for the head coaching in the offseason except for this guy i've never heard of this stuff happening where people are like oh yeah 
Uh, he's the uh, the next hot coach. Yeah, I don't want to interview him. I'm not even going to talk to him, even though I have a you know a coach, uh, a quarterback that wants him, and we have a vacancy at head coach. But yeah, we're just not going to hire him. That I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah, and the thing is that they said this has been happening. This is not the first time this has been said. But what I would argue is like what the last. Let's say he's been a hot candidate for the last. Let's say two years. Two years. Realistically, two years. Two years. What have the Chiefs been doing? Let's. What have the Chiefs been doing for the last two years? Winning. Going to the Super Bowl. Winning. Right now, what are the Chiefs preparing for? A playoff game. What is his job? The office coordinator. I'm sure he has more pressing things on his mind than interviewing the bum ass Atlanta Falcons, who should have hired him last year. So the Falcons should be even glad he's speaking to them. To be honest, to be perfectly honest, because like you're gonna slight me for Dan Quinn. I'm sure Dan Quinn killed the interview, right? Look where that got us. Bunch of losers and no identity. Well, you know what I'm saying like what is that? It's like, oh, you failed the Wonder League test. Like, do you see my work on the field? Do you see what I do to people? Like, what what are we really doing here? So I, I'm glad they came out and corrected the story, but I just kind of was like, eh, I, don't know. I don't really like that. So I just kind of wanted to say a little something because I I, I have been looking into the enemy since last year when I thought my team was going to fire their uh, coach. And they didn't for some stupid reason. And I did kind of wonder, like, okay, well, why is this dude not getting any love from, like, any team? Like, he's either not getting interviews or they're not going well. And ultimately – when I had looked it up, even like earlier this was well, in 2020, they were saying that he doesn't really interview that well because he is like he, he's a very emotional person. And they said sometimes that can come off being like the wrong way because he's so much of a player's coach at sometimes. And then, of course, they always bring up the fact that he allegedly doesn't call plays, which I mean, they debunk that theory. So, you know, that's not much to talk about. But the main thing is he does have a pass like and you can't skate over that i mean and it's unfair i know that's y'all's point but he has a couple different things that went on a couple times he's been to jail a couple of things and oh what yeah eric i've never heard that i've never heard that this is the first time hearing yeah. that I, I looked him up like earlier in the year because i was thinking oh and you okay, think that's the reason he isn't getting a job <laughs> um so he had like I know he had a speeding ticket. Uh, which oh, that's okay, we don't we don't, we don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. You know, DUIs. We don't have to do this. This doesn't this is, like that. But it was a lot that went on with him as a player, and he was banned at, from Colorado, his alma mater, for over a year for other actions that he allegedly did. And like I said, when you're looking for a leader of men. You go back to what he did in college. So let me, let me stop you right there. <laughs> and this is ties into the Falcons as well. If you're you're not aware, uh, the according to Falcons fans, the alcoholic Steve Sarkeesian, who is the head coach of USC, offense coordinator for the Falcons, offense coordinator for Alabama, is now the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. So and he I was mean, doing that stuff recently. He was doing that yes. stuff as an adult, <laughs> like yeah, a grown so man. Like, we, we can't use that as a, a reason to kind of be like, "Yo, this man shouldn't get the, the position." I understand it. I get, your, I get the pupilicious yeah. portion, but it's still fucked up regardless so and then i'm like i don't know what they want from like if, if you go to him and you're just like uh 
Like, I, I don't know what you want from him in an interview. Like, can you bring what you have in Kansas City to my team? Can you call these plays? All right, cool. We'll figure out that other stuff. I, you're not going to call defenses. You're not calling special special teams. Lead my offense. I will get other people that can do other stuff. But can you make my quarterback look like Patrick Mahomes? Can you elevate my offense? Probably cool. not unless you get Trevor Lawrence. That, yeah, you're not I, obviously you're not going to make a, your quarterback Patrick Mahomes, but you know what I'm saying. Like you're an offensive yeah. court, court, uh, coordinator. I'm hiring you to run my offense and to make my offense better. If my offense is trash and I hire you, is my offense going to be not trash? If the answer is yes, you're hired. I will deal with the other stuff later. Yeah. And, and like I said before, I think on the Dirt Nation report, uh, check them out on uh, all of the streaming platforms as well. But if you hire him and he's trash, you know what's going to happen? He'll get fired. We'll get another high draft pick. That's the worst that can happen. You know what I'm saying? Is it, I would rather have that than the, the purgatory that we're in of just being mediocre to just trash. So. I mean, that was just my quick take on that. I'm not trying to do what we did last week. But moving on, sticking on sports, uh, New Jersey's finest, the the white woman whisperer, Kyrie Irvin, uh, who <laughs> played for Montclair Kimberly Academy. He's from uh, West Orange, Elizabeth area. Uh, shout out to New Jersey, of course. Uh, Elizabeth is not the safest place on earth, but, you know, it is what it is. Montclair has a great restaurant called Toast. They got good blueberry pancakes. Shout out to y'all. But apparently he decided to uh, ghost his team for some reason. Um, I think the quote that I saw was he didn't feel like playing. I don't know if that was real. I feel like there's got to be a little bit more to that. But uh, Marcus wants to jump on that. Or uh, about, yeah, about Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I do know that uh, when it comes to Kyrie Irving, like it, it – uh, there are some things that he does that are unlikable, but there are also things that he does that are that are commendable and great. And we, the, the media specifically, does not co- cover Kyrie Irving fairly. Yes, he's sort of you know fake woke with the whole triangle pyramids, open your third eye, you know the Earth is flat, stuff like that. But while the media harps on that stuff and his style of play, they kind of ignore the things that he does as far as like donating a million dollars to the WNBA. Uh, paying like for 10 kids to go to college. There's a lot of good stuff that he does off the field that doesn't get talked about as much as he's, he's kind of uh he's the Odell Beckham with the NBA. Like all the Damn negative it. stuff gets amplified and then positive stuff is kind of like, ah, eh, well, you're supposed to do that. And it's like, no, a lot of people don't do this stuff. No, fair enough. Well, shout out to Kyrie. But, Kyrie, but, but, to, but to be fair to him, I believe that game was like whatever game he sat out, it was be, like, I think after that game, there was like a COVID breakout. So he might know yeah. something we don't know. So, hey, I mean, it is what it is. Like, oh, pandemic's still eye. going just because it's 2021. Don't mean that pandemic expired. That thing's still rolling, going strong. Wear, wear your mask. I heard a story. I talked to a dude, this white kid, that strangely, he had like a Kyle Delvadova college jersey before the whole, like, pet, the whole Delvadova mania happened. Um, and he was telling me a story that he played a pickup game with Kyrie Irving one time at like the Y or something like that in Jersey. And he said that it was pretty much one on five and Kyrie was cooking the five by himself the entire game. And I would have loved to see something like that. Like I've seen like pretty good basketball players just like kind of dominate, but like 
to beat an entire other squad by yourself, that would be something uh, I would love to see. So, again, shot to him, shot to Jersey, all that I mean, good his, stuff. His handles are just unstoppable, man. Yeah. So, I've said this before. I'm about to recant this statement, but watching that uh, NBA Finals game with the Cavs against the Warriors. At the time, I was saying I would rather have Kyrie Irving over Steph Curry. Only because oh. at the end of the game, at the game, only because I watched them play head up one-on-one. When Steph's jumper is not jumping, he cannot get to the rack at will. Kyrie Irving can get to the rack whenever he wants to, however he wants to, as nasty as, nasty as he wants to be. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, like some days you're not going to shoot well, right? But if you can get to the rack, you can get to the rack. That's just me. But again, Kyrie, I mean, Steph has been playing out of his mind on a terrible team. So no disrespect to the, the light skinned God, but I'm just saying, like, them handles are f- ferocious. Like, it's disgusting the things he can do with a basketball. I don't even know how you get that good with the basketball. Like, that's insanity, but it is what it is. But yeah, shout out to Kyrie. But. Uh, what else? Uh, I did not look into any of this, but I'm just going to mention it just so I can put the hashtag. But I guess Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. I don't know. I heard like Jeffree Star was involved. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was weird. I'm like, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? <laughs> I I really don't care, but uh, that's just a nasty situation. <laughs> that's what it is. I know I had looked at it after the fact and Jeffree Star was like, he doesn't date short men or something like that. And that was his way of like kind of dissing them. But I guess they put it together because like Jeffree Star is supposed to be moving to Wyoming. So I, I don't know, but I'm not going to sit uh, here and down on another man's downfall as far as a divorce, you know? Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not here to like, you know, dance on Kanye's marital grave, but uh, I mean, if this is one of those things that kind of, you know, gets Kanye on that bad path towards uh, where he was at previously, and he starts making better music. <laughs> but if this is what it takes for him to make great music again, then you know what? Hey, I hope you make it through this, bro. I hope you make it through. Hey, man, keep your chin up. Uh, okay, the battle over $2.7 billion worth of assets. I need to figure out. Let me see what this Jeffree Star thing is, because that's... Where are we? What does Jeffree Star, Jeffrey Star do? Like, what is what is he? What is Instagram makeup stuff? Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm not seeing no issues. All I see is how much money he they said got. Once I remember that. Oh wow! And that was when he had the he paid the black basketball player from the G League to be his boyfriend, and then the baby mama. It was like a bunch of drama and stuff like that. And then the basketball dude was like, well, I'm not gay, but he offered me like $75,000, you know, to be his boyfriend, to kind of restore his, like, image with black people since he's using racial slurs. So it's the typical black man needs a place to stay type of situation. So I guess that'll be another question. Like, (laughs) would you have done that for 75 k in this economy, (laughs) the pandemic? I I feel like that some people would have to take a serious... You hey, man, if, if you ain't got to do nothing, if this is a business transaction, like if I'm just chilling, <laughs> if I'm sleeping on the couch at night, all That's I got to do said. is... Like, I read the whole thing, and he was like, yeah, it was no funny business. It was just, you know, I had to, like, hold him and take pictures and stuff, but we didn't have sex, basically. 
So Not there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. So it, it's one of those things where like in this era of, of Twitter and just the news cycle, you could probably tweet through that because something wilder is probably going to happen down the line and you just think $80,000. You know what I'm saying? Like get a new hairstyle, change your Twitter at, maybe lay low for a couple of months and then go about your business. Hey, tweet, tweet through it, man. <laughs> hey, man, B, BSO does it and he's probably gained more followers. It, it, real quick, I, I, I want to do better follow-ups. Like, again, Two weeks ago, because BSO was tweeting about Bronny James. Oh, you messed with the wrong one. Oh, Savannah's going to get him canceled. It's going to stand for Bronny Sports, Bronny Sports Online. Like, I have not seen anything to, to even lean to that site being canceled. So just, just a heads up on that. So, Because last time he was wilding out, he wasn't canceled. Like, Twitter said he was going to be. So, hey, man, tweet through it might be undefeated, man. Fuck it, just keep Every moving time. forward. Keep Every moving time. forward. Something worse is going to happen tomorrow. It's, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> something worse is something worse has happened now. Before this podcast drops, something is happening right now that is awful and everybody is talking about it. Because there's always something else. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Shout out to Dr. Dre. He suffered that uh, aneurysm. Uh I think he's doing a little bit better now, but uh yeah, that's uh it's pretty scary. Hopefully he recovers. I know a lot of people were putting on their Dr. Dre capes, which I know this is a thing that happens when somebody's ill or dies. They all of a sudden become like the greatest of all time. So I personally <laughs> think his production style is a bit overrated, but that's just me. <laughs> it's very distinctive. Uh, it's, he has a signature sound, but you making him sound like Swiss Beast right now. Swiss Beast has actually gotten better. But it's it's just, it's not for it's not for me. I would I would choose a different producer. Like I think I think he's kind of like Aaron Rodgers to an extent, where he's living off. This might be a wild take. <laughs> yeah, the dude just he had an angel. He's living, man. Come on, he's, he's living off sick. the he's living off he's living off the chronic man. Like he's living off the doggy style. <laughs> yeah, man. You're like sick. I mean, sick. during his time, he 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 had a great run and. The nostalgia <laughs> kicks in. That, that's what I'm uh, saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's put in work. I'm just saying, like, me personally, that's not my favorite oh, he's style not. of production. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's I'm not sure he's guy. in my top. I'm sure he's in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's probably top five. He's not He's not my go-to. But, like, speaking on, uh, like, people, like, hyping up people when they're, you know, ill or have passed away. I just saw – a meme of a, uh, you know the uh, the Kobe Bryant meme where he has like his hands over all the five trophies. Yeah. Someone did that with Mac Miller, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, Mac Miller is okay, Shut the, get the fuck out of here. Talk about Look. Mac Miller don't miss. Like, all right, I get it. He he, he had one good album. R.I.P. I like I liked Mac Miller. I didn't get into his music until after he died. I like his music, but let's not. Let's not just go putting stuff everywhere. Like, no, man, we ain't got to lie about this, man. We're, we don't have to lie. You can enjoy his music and still be honest about it. That man does not have a classic album. He has good albums. He's a solid rapper. So I was it. thinking, it's funny, because I was thinking about this earlier. And I don't know how I got to this point in my head, but 
I've never listened to a Mac Miller album, not one. And I was thinking, like, you know what? Maybe I can go through his discography because I've done that with a few artists. So I might have to go back and do that. But uh, real quick, sticking with artists, a happy, well, once this passes, but happy belated birthday to Flo Millie. She turned 21. Um, I think the uh, Capitol Riot kind of uh, <laughs> covered up her incident this week. <laughs> I, feel like they should, I feel like they should take that commercial down immediately, but I don't know if you see this, but look it up on Twitter or YouTube, but she has a commercial with, with Apple or Beats or whatever, and uh, I guess she gets out of a car because she sees a, a Confederate statue. Mind you, she's from Alabama. She lets that be known in her raps. Alabama is a one of the more racist states in the South, uh, probably battling Mississippi. Um, and she gets out the car and starts like jigging in front of the Confederate. I don't even know if this is a real Confederate statue. I'm very confused. <laughs> but like, there's just like a Confederate, it just says Confederate. Yes, and KJ says flex your clapback. So she just gets out and starts like jigging in front of the Confederate statue. <laughs> I'm like, what was the reason for this? Why was it like I need to know what the bag was like? Like I love Flo Billy. I'd go check out her 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 EP or album, Ho Why as you hear. I'm in the Flo Militia. But I mean I guess money will make you do some wild stuff. Like again, like okay. if I do, okay. if I do so, the check, if I do send the check. <laughs> hey man, I'll be up there. I'll shave my beard. <laughs> Cause I know they're paying up there. But I think I'm pretty sure this commercial is old, though. Like I feel like I saw this commercial. Maybe they didn't have the whole thing. I've seen she's. I've seen this commercial before. I know I've seen it before, like a couple months ago. And I'm trying to trying to find it, but I think they did. Like for some reason, it just hit today. And I think it was pre-pandemic. Maybe that's why people are just like maybe paying more attention. But it was just a bad timing for her, man. A bad timing. I was like, oh, Flo Millie's trending. Maybe she drops some music. No. She's getting clowned for twerking in front of a Confederate statue. <laughs> like, all right, yo, flex that clap back, I guess. Let me see this. I, I, I just added y'all real quick. I, I do like that song, though. Have I seen what? Adolf, Adolf, have you seen this video? Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up now. Let's, let's get. I, I don't like. That's either trying, trying to do it. No, just, no, no. That's no. That is. I would say that's the equivalent of the Kylie Jenner Pepsi commercial. Like ooh. it was not. Needed. It was not needed. It was not. Yeah, needed. didn't need that. Could have done without it. Especially for someone like her. Like she's coming up. Like you're still pretty new. Like you can't have. You can't do that. Like, damn. You can't. It can't be that. You can't. You can't mess it up. That. Bad. said this came out in November. I knew. See, I I knew I seen this commercial. I've never. Seen I knew it was a new one. Jesus Christ. I'm like, where did the, why is this, why, and that's why I was like, why are people like going crazy about this? I know I've seen this before, but I guess people didn't really pay attention to it when it first dropped. I mean, the internet is undefeated, man. Like, if it happened, we gonna find it, but that, that shit had me dying when I seen it. it had me dying. But uh, let's see, what else is going on real quick? Got a song for the week, right? Yeah, we got a song of the week. Real quick, um, one more Falcons note. Apparently, the beloved uh, wife of our former kicker, Matt Bryant, fans have discovered she is a uh, 45 supporter, so all of a sudden they don't like her no more. So, and, and that's what I, and that's what we've said, like, yo, man, just because these players tweet out certain things, man, like, we, 
<laughs> same, same with the owners, man. Like, where's their money going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be careful who you you worship and put all your fucking hopes and dreams into because they're probably gonna make you sick to your stomach at some point. But anywho, songs of the week. Uh, let's see, my song of the week. I have uh, "Smoke from Fire" from At Bass, produced by uh, At the Deputy Seven One Eight. Definitely check it out. Um, I just liked it because they were different. The production was pretty unique. Um, had some good. Had a good chorus, good melodic chorus. Had a good message. I like the the cover artist. Like has like uh, like Harriet Tubman and Frederick Douglass and stuff like that. It's got a good message. Pretty much talking about like yo, if my skin wasn't black. What would be viewed as a threat? It kind of fits the moment, but doesn't sound super preachy. Kind of like uh, the Anderson Pack joint he did, Locked Up, or the Little Baby joint, I Can't Breathe joint. It's, it's something you can vibe to, but then you're listening to it. It's like, yo, it's got a pretty good message. And, and I fucks with the music. They're from, uh, they're from Brooklyn. So shout out to New York. So definitely check that out, Smoke from Fire. Are we are going to try to do our, our, uh, our song pick? So definitely check out the songs and then just pick who you think had the best song of the week. So uh, AC, he had uh, Jasmine Sullivan's Lost One. I'll let you kind of speak on that real quick. So yeah, so if, if y'all have been living under a rock or you're not black, Jasmine Sullivan dropped the uh, hotels. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest, you know, sometimes I can come across as a chauvinist. But this might be the best R&B project I've heard in the last five years. Like, some of these tracks, like, I, I've just let this thing roll all day. Lost One is a really powerful song. It really resonates with me. I had me sitting down with my JBL Pulse 4, just with the lights off, just, like, reflecting on things. Um, really powerful message, you know, like, if you've ever gone through, like, a breakup and you don't necessarily hate the person, but you still wish them well, it's a great song. So uh, Jasmine Sullivan, Lost One. Uh, hopefully we'll do a whole review of the album sometime soon if you guys want to come back tomorrow because I really want to go ahead and like like I got like a whole list of my thoughts on this beautiful album and I'm ready to drop because this Ooh. album has changed my life. Oh yes, uh, 28, 30, 32 minutes, 21 seconds. I'm all for it. I've said this last week. Artists, if you want me to listen to your projects, make it up 45 minutes. I'm going I'm to run this tomorrow. I see that Key Wayne opened the production up on it, and he's got some songs on here producing. I love Key Wayne. He produces for Big Sean a lot. The man is the god on the keys, so shout out to Key Wayne. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely check this out. So, Marcus also had a song from Hotel from Jasmine Sullivan uh, called um, it's called On It, featuring Ari Lennox. And I heard a, a lyrical breakdown of it from the Joe Budden podcast, but I'd like Marcus to uh, discuss the, the content of this song. Yeah, this is just a, a very beautiful, like vocally pleasing song to listen to. Like Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox is like when macaroni and cheese and the ants are touching. Like it's that type of feeling. It's just like perfect. It's a it's a combination that I didn't know I needed, and I I I, I feel like I'm not, I'm. Not the biggest Jasmine Sullivan fan, but I, I'm not sure if she's ever gone to this length as far as like filthiness. But uh, Ari Lennox is kind of touching that a little bit. But just to hear them together doing that and singing the way that they're singing, it was it was it was refreshing. Like this album is very refreshing to hear. It's uh, a lot of uh, female R&B artists are 
kind of, you know, being a little bit more overtly sexual and nasty and well, not nasty in a negative way, but like more sex positive. But it's it's one thing to have those types of lyrics and songs, but it's another thing to be able to back it up vocally in the way that Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox can do like Janae Aiku is a good lyricist. She has good songs, but she's not vocally hanging with this song. Like she, they can't have her on the remix because she's not that good of a singer to hang with these two. But uh, it's great. Like this album, uh, if this is what the uh, if this is the bar for R and B in twenty twenty one, then uh, yeah, she she set the bar pretty high. So. I like I like the song. I like the album. I've listened to it a bunch of times. So, so far it's the album of the year. Easy. Oh, wow. I already saw what what she specifically said is a EP, not an album. So she has an album coming out soon. I guess once Whatever. the pandemic it's an album. I don't care. What they say. Yeah, yeah. Figure that out. But uh, all I, I know I saw some memes going out about the lyrics talking about she she said if you nasty she'll she'll pay your rent. So, hell um, yeah. There we go. Sex politics. Like this energy. Like this energy. Yes, yes. All the male thoughts out there, all the, the dudes out in the moan chat rooms on uh, Clubhouse. This is this is your time. <laughs> hey, hey, win that 50 bucks, man. That should have changed your life. <laughs> what is chat? Like, I don't understand what's up with this Clubhouse shit. Like, I, my homeboy, shout out to uh, Jay Free, hit me up about it. I'm like, I don't really get, I don't get it. I, I think I'm good on that, but. I'm sure it was fine when it first started out, but once you, once you interview or once you introduce the moan room like then it's a wrap <laughs> like it's a wrap at that point <laughs> you got grown men in there <laughs> looking at them <laughs> and moaning like for money like like whoever's the best gets 20 and i watched like a video i watched the video someone like the screen recording of it. <laughs> So like that once the guy starts, all the other all the women in the chat start doing it too. So it's like, what are we doing? And then there's like a little <laughs> these people are sick, man. And then there's, there's like a delay. So like the guy's doing his moan, and then there's a delay between the women's moan, so it's not linking up properly. I can't breathe. It was Yo. supposed to be like an innovative, like we're supposed to be linking up. Let's you know, link up entrepreneurs. Let's build something. Let's do something great, and then it just deteriorated oh, into moan rooms, <laughs> like and Meek Mill screaming on the phone at four thirty in the morning. Like, why did Jay Z pick this man? Why? Why is he Yo. the chosen one? Yo, nominate somebody that would be in the moment on your Instagram send it to us. <laughs> We're sickos, man. Y'all are some sickos. <laughs> what's what's nastier, the bow room or, or squirt? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> KJ said he's gonna start training. KJ, <laughs> relax. Come on, man. You relax. gotta be more wholesome than that, man. Before we write out, shout out to uh, Tribbles and the IXCJ. She was uh, tweeting about the Aria Linux joint. She actually said now she's she understands the greatness of Anderson Pack. I'm like, he's got finally. Yeah, like I, I don't know if she's gone through his discography yet, but he's got songs that have that type of vibe to it. Like I, I don't know, I think you said it was his voice that got on her nerves, but I, I, 
answer pack is definitely that dude. But anywho, we, we've exhausted our, our topic list. Definitely check us out. Uh, appreciate y'all new listeners out there. Appreciate y'all supporting us. <sighs> Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're very interactive. Hit us up on Twitter. I don't really message IG, but I mean, I can, you know, so just hit me up. Uh, shout out to the homie, the big homie, the little homie up. Leak Herbo, Leak Herbo on Twitter, the homie Malik. You can find him on Twitter. Definitely check out his uh, his sneaker shop. Forgot the name of it already. It is uh, Leak Kicks. So definitely check him out. Um, appreciate y'all rocking with us. Uh, y'all got any shout outs for we wrap it up? Or additional shout outs? I am on TikTok now, so um, oh I don't know God. what to do. But I'm AC3LUV. Um, if y'all want to follow me or interact on there, uh, shout out to the Butts It Down Challenge. That's what led me to, to, mm. to the top challenge. Brother, mm. you're disgusting. I'm loving it. I'm about to buy that song, man. That, that might be the best challenge I've seen in a minute, man. There's some of them I'm like, holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. These are great. These are great. Yes. Greatness. Uh, I appreciate that's all y'all. I got. Okay. Well, well, shout out, shout out to the Busted Challenge. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, shout out to me, man. Like, because right now I can go back to just watching football for the enjoyment and for the sport and for the competitiveness. I don't have to. Like, if y'all would have saw me watching this game at home, I happened to be at home by myself. There was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of banging on the sofa. There was a lot of throwing the control. There was a lot of things that I'm ashamed to have done, but that's why I watch football by myself when the Colts are playing. But uh, it's it's nice to be able to watch a game without uh, like any type of. Uh, I'm not rooting for anybody right now. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson to get a win because they're trying to get him out the league right now because he can't win the big one, even though he's only played two playoff games. But uh, shout out to uh, Hawks Twitter. You know, they were super excited about the Hawks, and I tried to tell them, like, it's a long season. Don't don't buy into these games early on. And the Hawks are back to being the Hawks. And I tried to tell you, but it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, and, one and last thing for me, I'm on Robin Hood, so if anybody out there, you know, I got a link. You can win some free shares. Let's get this money together. 2021. Let's be all about investing in ourselves as well as others. So, and I know we didn't get an opportunity to talk about this off the air, but I do want to make sure going forward as a podcaster that I'm, you know, a lot more well-rounded now. So that's my my New Year's resolution to you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we actually uh, Bitcoin is actually doing good, but I yeah, never. So we did do a Bitcoin episode. So definitely go check us out. I'm actually. Uh, put that out and hashtag it but yeah we did a bitcoin episode shit probably a year ago so that was uh <clears throat> you know we're pretty diverse we we literally yeah, have bitcoin donnie exactly i think he's off twitter but shout out to him we we do podcasts about everything so if you have any topic suggestions definitely hit us up i know mark's talking about watching football i have not watched the falcons game i didn't watch the last one no one two three four five six games I have boycotted the Falcons for six weeks. I, I did not care anymore. But I got on my Falcon City. We're back. The season's over. We fired our head coaches. We fired our GMs. Now we need to make good drafts, a draft selection and 
you know, keep moving forward. So um, off season is always you, you never lose the off season. You always yeah. in the off season. I'm, 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 I was I was too tired. I couldn't deal with that shit. I, I've just been turned off the football due to COVID. I just like y'all shouldn't be playing. But um, <clears throat> let me sneak in my anime take. I've been rewatching Attack on Jeez. Titan. <clears throat> If you have not watched oh, Attack, that show, man. Oh, gosh. The greatest. I I'm, uh, uh, it might be the greatest story ever told, but we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive into that one day. But anyway, let's take the FBF. Deep dive. I've watched probably every YouTube video by Attack on Titan. It's. it's I, I think I missed something. I watched the video. I, I watched I, the I watch, movie. You have to watch it. I'm watching it for the second time, and I'm catching things that I missed the first time. I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was mad confused about one part, and then I just saw the episode that clarified what happened. I'm like, oh, okay. This makes sense now. I should have just watched the episodes. Probably. Because now I'm not interested in the, the, the characters on season four. Like, I don't feel like I'm invested enough in these guys. Because <sighs> they're they're new characters. They're not old characters. Yeah, I, I think that's that was the issue with me. It's just like, we just ended with the guys that you started it with. Again, <clears throat> just keep keep watching. Just keep watching. The <clears throat> I think there's a new episode dropping tomorrow. They didn't drop one last week, but this next episode, this shit's gonna get live. That's all I'm gonna say. It's gonna get litty too titty. But anywho, this KTSCF podcast. Oh, I did do my shout outs real quick. Quick, my obligatory shout outs. Shout out to the Ox DJ. Dot my name on you at Shan underscore Lee Self Control Podcast. I got a Grammy at Living Sin, just CJ Ducky 7, The Darkest Night 42, Padre 0920, Yes of the Podcast, and Mr. Alexius, and Rachel Doe at Chick Amfro, at I Still Wrong, at King from ATO, uh, at Rise of 0802, and the big homie at J388. Appreciate all y'all's support. Meow. Peace.